0: Y'all ready to go to church?
1: Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning to everyone. Father God, we thank you and praise you and honor you this morning. We bless your holy name. Lord God, uh, my prayer this morning is not my will, but thy will be done. Tear down my will so that my will becomes your will. And your will becomes done on earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, you know, in 36 years, I've seen a lot of changes. I've seen a lot of people stand. I've seen a lot of people for all, I've seen a lot of people change. I've seen a lot of people refuse to change, and yet somehow with God, I know it's okay. it's okay the The whole objective is to continue to serve him because when you die, it's gonna be you. And and the Lord, when you live, it should be you and the Lord, (coughs) pardon me, but especially when you die, because it's only until you die that you're going to have to give account of how you live. You're going to have to give account of how you live. So the objective ought to be, for Jesus I live, and for Jesus I die, in order to live again. Okay? For Jesus I live, for Jesus I die, in order to live again. So this morning, and and those of you that... uh, are really, really seeking God with the heart of the servant in order to serve him better, I want you to understand that God uses men and women to fulfill that mission. So with that in mind, I'm I'm going, uh, coming into Next month, it's going to be a lot of changes. As I said, you're going to see a lot more teaching at least three times a week. I'm also, with the help of one of the Tedliners, I'm going to build a men's ministry. And I'm going to build the chaplaincy that I told you about. And I'm going to expand this ministry all the way to the end of the year. Now, my goal is to be in all 50 states. That's pretty aggressive. But, you know, times are pretty aggressive nowadays. So I'm kind of easing into it right now. And what I'm going to try to do this morning I'm going to try to put a teaching on for you. I'm going to try to run it through this here. And um, you might want to take a few notes, but it is important for you to know this. You see, in everything we do, there's a history to it. And so what I'm going to try to teach this one through, through, um, and a, a DVD that I want to try to run on this computer at the same time i want to do a, a teaching by um you all know i belong to a couple of international deliverance organizations and i want to do i have it up i put it up on one of my websites a long time ago but it's been up there a long time i think it's still up but anyway i feel like it's important for you to know the history of exorcisms which Deliverance Ministry came out of that. And in this history, you're going to find out that they were doing exorcisms prior to Jesus' birth. So I'm going to go ahead and run it for you this one. I'm going to pray that it runs right and that you can hear this because actually I'm starting today into into the teaching, equipping, expansion of the Tabon. So I want to I want to run this teaching for you today, the history of exorcism. I want to talk to a little bit about
2: the history of exorcism. And the first thing I want to tell you is Matthew 4 verse 24 is the first gospel account. the new testament of deliverance or exorcism done by jesus news about him spread all over syria and the people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases those suffering severe pain the demon possessed those having seizures and the paralyzed and he healed them Uh, now i want you to notice something there number one it it risks people with various stuff demon-possessed plus seizures, plus, not everything is a demon, okay? There is not a demon behind every bush. Now, the more you're in this ministry, you think there's two demons behind every bush, but there really is not. So we need to do what the Catholic Church has told their people to do. We need to to hear from the Lord. Is this demonic or is it physical? Is it mental? You know, are we doing the right thing before we go dealing with folks' lives? But what I want you to know, as far as the history of exorcism or deliverance, it did not start here. Nor did it start with the Old Testament account of David doing deliverance on Saul. And you'll read 1 Samuel uh, 16, 14. Now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from who? From the Lord tormented him. Now that messes with our theology, and I'm not really going to get into a debate with you on that, but I want you to see that, that that's what your Bible says. The evil spirit was from the Lord. Saul's attendant said to him, see, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the harp. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes upon you, and you will feel better. Verse 23, it says, whenever the spirit from God came upon Saul, David would take his harp and play, then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. Now, what I want to tell you about that is worship will drive a devil out. Hello? You know, they, uh, the devil cannot stand anointed worship. Uh, we used to see it during the revival when when the anointing was falling, and Linda was up there just you know, staring cross-eyed at the ceiling and singing songs and, and God was just pouring into place. We would see people head for the ladies' room or the bedroom because they could not stand being in that atmosphere. So we never had a shortage of work. But I also want you to know that the history of demon possession did not begin here in the Old Testament, either. Uh, The treating and and the dealing with the demonically possessed goes back to the very beginning of civilization. As long as there have been people who believed in the supernatural, there has been belief in demon possession. There have been rites and rituals to drive out the evil spirits. Every religion and every culture worldwide has entertained the idea of demons, spirit possession, and the need for some type of exorcism or deliverance. The Hindu scriptures, called the Vedas, were written between 5,000 and 1,000 years before Christ. They tell of evil beings who interfere with the work of Hindu gods and harm the living. Ancient accounts from, uh, ancient, accounts from ancient Persia, the 6th century before Christ, show evidence of exorcism using prayers, rituals, and holy water,
0: and a religious
2: leader called Zoroaster uh, who was considered to be the first magician and who founded the religion called Zoroasterism, Uh, and I may have mispronounced it, I apologize if I did. Uh, According to the writings of Taoism in China from around 600 BC, exorcism was practiced constantly because evil spirits were considered to be everywhere. The uh, Chinese found that they could, or believe they could frighten evil spirits away by loud noises and fire. That's what the Chinese invented. Firecrackers, hello? They invented them for deliverance, to drive away evil spirits. The ancient Greeks, Homer, spoke. uh, the poet, uh, spoke repeatedly of demons. He said, a sick man pining away is one upon whom an evil spirit has gained. Socrates, considered the insane, as those who were under the influence of demons. Plato found demons obsessed or possessed mortal man. The cult of Dionysus uh, in ancient Greece induced voluntary demon possession through the use of wine and sexual rights, which resulted in wild madness. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like modern-day witchcraft. That's what it sounds like. The ritual became so widespread and so bizarre that yeah, throughout ancient Greece that it was legally suppressed by the Romans in 186 BC. You know, it had to be bad for the Romans to put a stop it. hello. <laughs> Religions such as Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Shinto and others all have some form of exorcism like or ritual. In many cultures, the exorcists function in much the same way as a doctor does today. People would visit the exorcist seeking a cure for illness or disease or other misfortunes such as bad luck. I want you to note demon possession has always been closely associated with illness and disease, both physical and mental. We just saw that in the two scriptures, Matthew 4.24 and 1 Samuel 16. Throughout history, exorcism as well as magic and medicine have been closely related for treating afflicted people, the Greek word for exorcism uh, is defined as to conjure out or the expulsion of evil spirits from persons or places by incantations, magical rites, and other means. How many know we use other means? Hello. Okay. But because of that explanation, some folks have a problem with the term exorcism. If you do, I apologize, but, you know, I'm just giving you the information here. The term exorcism is applied more especially to the freeing of an individual from a possessing or disease-causing spirit. For centuries, magic was a major part of medical practice. It actually dominated the medical practice of the ancient Chinese, the Hindus, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, and the Egyptians. We can also find, excuse me. We can also find traces of it in ancient Greek medicine, in the medicine of the Middle Ages, and even that of modern times through faith healers. And when I say faith healers, I'm not talking about charismatic folks. I'm talking about uh, rich doctors and shamans who who take people's money right now, even in our nation. Latin American culture is very prevalent. And uh, the folks don't want to go to a doctor, so they go to a neighborhood rich doctor, and he does medical, uh, over them, and it's usually to their demise. And uh, the Greek word for witchcraft is what? pharmacia, And it's the same root we get the word pharmacy from. So, witchcraft and medicine and magic and all of that has always been tied together. Very ancient times, medicine was practiced by priests, and they were specially trained in what was considered to be an art or a craft. We know it today as what? Witchcraft, witchcraft. All forms of sickness, both both physical and mental, were attributed to possessing spirits in the ancient world. The Babylonians believed that the number of demon spirits ready to attach to a person was so great, it actually led to great fear among the Babylonian people. One author described uh, this as one of the most important factors in daily life Of the Babylonians was exorcism and being freed from spirits. They truly believed there were two demons behind every bush in Babylon. Do you realize our troops are dealing with two demons behind every bush right now in modern day Babylon, which we know is Iraq? So I kind of wonder maybe they were onto something. Maybe there was a lot of demonic stuff that those folks were dealing with. Ancient Babylon, our ancient Babylonian priests served as exorcists. Who performed the ritual of exorcism, often by destroying a clay or wax image of the demon who was attacking the person. A exorcists exorcist had transferred the demon to a wax figure or a slaughtered goat. They would pray and adjure the demon to go into the figurine or into the goat, and then the priest would destroy the figurine or the goat. Earlier, more primitive people used a child or a tribesman as a to the devil to leave what they consider to be a more important individual Assyrian tablets offer the first written accounts for the treatment of uh, illness and sickness medicine are three basic parts of medical treatment. Uh, The ancient Babylonians and Egyptians and Greeks which I'm glad we don't practice that, holy water, herbs, salt, roses, and various methods of coercion. In some villages uh, and tribes of of people, there's a public dance where the whole village comes out and dances to to be set free. That sounds to me like a primitive cleansing signature. (laughs) uh, But in the East Indies, the possessed person, Sometimes would dance around a small boat, and the spirit would supposedly get in the boat, and they would send him off to sea. Okay, that's just one of the rituals. In other cultures, the demon would be expelled uh, uh, by, uh, putting, by putting him on the back of a scapegoat. That was the terminology. A scapegoat or other material vehicle and sent away from the people. In some cultures, the demon possessed person was scored. He was beaten or ripped until the various demons left him. Now, i me heard of the expression
1: of beat the devil out of you. Oh, that came from early rituals where they
2: would take a, a sick and beat that person until they found he was free or he died. And in either case, he was free of the To See, people die, spirits don't. Do you know that? Spirits don't die. They just go to the next place. Spirits were also thought to be driven out by the noise of musical instruments, which we saw in Scripture with David and his heart. Or of a uh, human voice, or by the use of mass, or by the invocation of more powerful gods, or good spirits. Fire and water are also commonly used to drive demons out. I want you to see this fellow. He's a Dakota kind of Indian, and in their culture, the medicine man chants and shakes a rattle over the sick person's bed. And you may have seen that in movies over the years, where the a uh, uh, witch doctor or the, the medicine man they call it would shake that. Then he would suck the affected part of the person and draw the spirit out and then send him out of the tent and there would be men on either side of the tent with rifles to scare off the dead. That's their ritual of exorcism. Uh, the Zulus believe uh, in Africa that they can get rid of the souls of the dead which cause diseases by sacrificing cattle and bribing the spirits. A uh, kind of a trick or treat that thing, okay? Uh, shamans, magicians, in other parts of the world also offer possessing spirits objects or animals to appease them. Hindu exorcism consists of, of combinations of the following. Blowing cow dung smoke into the person's face, pressing rock salt between their fingers, burning pig excretions, beating or pulling the victim's hair, reciting prayers or mantras, and if all else fails, they give the dream a gift of candy or another present made There's another
1: common ritual with shamans.
2: The shaman enters a trance. And during that trance, he attempts to discover the cause of the victim's trouble. Frequently, they, they, he is, he is, he's, they believe that it, the uh, thing is coming from a dead person in the underworld, and the shaman goes into a trance, supposedly travels to the underworld, talks to the spirit, and then he comes back and brings healing to this individual. Uh, some cultures, either once a year or at certain intervals, drive out evil spirits from their village or their territories, and that includes souls of the dead, and they do have these spells and uh, purifications and some form of coercion. I don't know if you're familiar with the history of Halloween. It started with the Celtics, and it started when they believed in the fall that demons would come out of the woods and look for houses to stay in the winter. So they would either dress up and try to throw the demon off. They would put a, a third gift on their shelf in hopes of demon them with life and by. That is where we got trickery. That's the thing right from this. Uh, let's see. Best known ritual, uh, Juda, uh, Judaic ritual, cited in Judaism's rabbinical literature dates back to the first century AD concerning a thing called a book an evil spirit or doom spirit, which possesses a victim and causes mental illness and a personality change. The Bible is expelled through the victim's small tone, and then is either redeemed or sent to hell, according to Jewish literature. This tells us the Jews had a ritual of exorcism during the time of Jesus. Um, let me, uh, you know, I'm being distracted by it. The first part of the ritual of Jewish exorcism that Jesus referred to, you, you remember when they said he's driving Jesus We just talked about power of identification, didn't we? Uh, you know the story of Jesus casting out the deafening spirit. Uh, he came off the Mount of transfiguration and all his glory. And what met him at the bottom of the hill? Huh? A demon spirit and a young boy and a disgruntled father and unbelieving disciples. <laughs> and that's really weird for all of us. When we have a real spiritual high, you do to look for him at the bottom of the hill because he's down there. Okay? So he's down there. But you know the story how Jesus took that young man, he said to his disciples, he said, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long should I put up with you? And he cast the demon out of this young man. Now, according to Jewish history, the reason he so strongly rebuked his disciples is because they were trying to use the ritual of exorcism, which is what is your name?
0: And this death couldn't speak, and the demon
2: didn't speak, so they couldn't cast it out. If they had been ministering with him and, 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 and aside, beside him and, and he'd been sending them out, yet this wouldn't happen. So he said, You unbelieving and perverse generation, how long am I? Jesus was frustrated. You don't need a ritual, well, you need the power, is what Jesus was really saying. Amen? Amen. The Dead Sea scrolls. Record an example of a Jewish exorcism liturgy. This liturgy blamed demons for chest pains, fevers, and chills. The Jewish historian Josephus writes quite a bit about uh, deliverance, and, and he talks in one place a method of exorcism that Solomon used. He said Solomon, uh, or the exorcist prescribed by Solomon, would put a ring which had a particular written by Solomon to the nostrils of the demoniac, after which he drew out the demon through his nostrils. Having a lot of spirits leave, when we pray for people through their mouth or their nose, because the Greek word for, for spirit is pneuma, it means breath. So see, there may have been something to that. I don't know. Interesting though, Josephus went on to write, Solomon was well known to have power over demons until he fell into sin and lost his anointing. Word for word, right out of Josephus. Isn't that amazing? See, that's a word to us too. See, when we were in Bible school,
1: and and, uh, one of the instructors that got us involved in deliverance
2: uh, talked to Janet and put us in charge of these, these teams, he said something to us one day. He actually made it a point to say to us that others may, but you may not. And we were kind of puzzled by that. But as we've gone on and we've seen how different Christians live in different areas and stuff, it, you know, you've got to sell out if you want the power of God. You've got to just sell out. i be very honest with you. You want the power? You want to see God move in your life and your ministry? You need to sell out to God. It's got to be all about him. Not 90%, not 99%, but 110% God. Amen? Others may, but you may not if you want to do these things. Amen. While well, researching this, uh, I read that many scholars, uh, I told you this before, that I believe the Jews got their ritual of exorcism from the Babylonians. Then the early church used it, and the Catholic church uses it to this day. If you read the Roman Sometimes you know
1: they're lying, sometimes the
2: Holy Spirit will speak right in your ear, he's lying, don't buy that, he blesses. Other times you know that he's telling you the truth, you have that individual stop and repent for the murder that their ancestor did, and immediately that thing, because the legal right has been open. Does that make sense? So again, there's no real formula to this, there's no real ritual to this, you have to be led by the Holy
0: Spirit. I walked in a room
2: before, I've had a team ministry for three hours. I had teams around campus working, and I'd go from room to room and observe and instruct. And i come into the room, and, and, and the leader looked up to me and said, I'm going you're here when I get anywhere. And I looked
0: at the person, and at one time,
1: the Lord
2: said, it's an owl. And I said, it's an owl? I'm like, what is it?" And I said, it's
0: an owl. And, and she started, "Who? Like, who
2: is happening in her eyes? Like, and her grandmother was a witch who had an owl. And it was a spirit guy.
1: They from South Africa. And that thing left immediately when it was identified.
2: And sometimes we need that. Sometimes God will give it to us. Other times we'll have to demand it or command it. I will tell you this I never ask a demon uh, what right he has. I ask him what right he claims, because usually he is a liar and he's there. He's a trespasser. Hello? All right. In early medieval liturgies, according to the historian uh, Jeffrey Burton, also, there were three kinds of exorcism done by the early church. And we'll see right here. They exercise objects such as houses or buildings. They exercise candidates for bapti- baptism. You know what that means? They, bat- they exercise or they did deliverance on believers. Hello? And they also did it before they were baptized. I think there's something to that. I think there's something to getting them saved and dealing with their junk. of the early church, the Catholic church in 253 AD. Uh, The earliest record of ordination for an exorcist is in the seventh canon of the Council of Carthage The images are real today in Colorado strange and Palm Beach, Florida, as they are anywhere else in this world, and they are about the devil's business, which is tormenting and destroying humans.
1: The office of
2: exorcism uh, or exorcist continues. and future and we see God deliver them. You don't get caught up on a ritual, is really what I'm trying to tell you. Don't get caught up on, well, this worked last time. You need to be open and fresh every day when you're ministering to people. You're going to have no two in life ever. Amen?
1: Amen. We'll cut it right there. And now,
2: do you want to do questions?
1: You want them on the camera as well? It's up to you. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to uh, share that with you. This morning, and I think that's about yeah. There is no ritual, and and you got to realize this um, CD is very old, and it was from uh, a college uh, teaching. It was taken out of uh, the Brownsville revival back back there then, so. Like I said, I'm going to be bringing you a lot of little stuff. I have thousands and thousands, literally thousands of books and teachings and tidbits that are going to be good for you. They're going to be real good for you. And I intend to... Even more so, step up, because I'm stepping up your teaching. I'm stepping up your training. And um, like I said, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Not one bit for somebody to say that's not for me. I just say, go to your next teacher, supposed to uh, equip you or help you. But always stay around somebody you're in agreement with. Praise God. If you're not in agreement with them, you're not going to learn anything from them. And you're wasting time. You're just wasting time. And you know what? We don't have any time to waste anymore. So it was my pleasure. It's my pleasure to share these materials. I can't give you no schedule. Don't ask me for one. I'm going to do this or that, or that or that or that. But there is a men's ministry in the process of being formed, and I am doing the the chaplaincy. I'm getting that together for those of you that uh, already expressed interest in that. And I'm going to be um, putting this stuff back on Roku TV probably around September, maybe. But at any rate, <clears throat> if you require the training, God's got it here for you. All you have to do is avail yourself of it. And no, I'm not going to be teaching the men's ministry training, uh, brothers and sisters, because I'm not a man. I think that <laughs> I, I, I think that would be best taught by a man. The other thing is this. I am so happy that I have successful restored marriages around me, just like i'm happy I have not not enough babies around me, but you know i I, I like to have marriages and babies in ministry they're good. But I do have uh, one of the men in the TED line that's gonna head, gonna teach the men's ministry for men, and I want I want to take on a special prayer, and, and I'm gonna build up the intercessory prayer too, because for years, 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 I have always prayed for men, men to build a church of God and men to to be trained in being strong, effective uh, men of God. Women too, but this man's teaching has got to be taught by a man to men. But what I want to do too, I want to pray in more husbands and wives I want to pray in more wives for the single men in the body of Christ, and I want to pray in more husbands for single women in the body of Christ. I'm talking about godly husbands, godly wives. Help me, is what God said. But I'm not seeing enough marriages. I'm concerned about that. I should be seeing more marriages. And I've been so busy. Obviously, I let it slip. And I had so much negative stuff around me, man. I I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I just couldn't take no more. But I know too many single men and I know too many single women. So I want to pray in marriages Babies, and I want to pray in lots more men, lots and lots of more men. I really want to thank God, I really, really want to thank God for you know restoration, getting me back where I need to be because you could get and 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 yet still do more deliverance. So I'm asking God how to effectively do all these things effectively. According to his will, according to his plan, and according to his purposes. And several of them are going to be launched out on the first of uh next month. And they're going to be effective and they're going to be <clears throat> productive. I said, Godly. <clears throat> they're going to be effective and they're going to be productive. Because everything God implements, brothers and sisters. Is effective and productive according to his purpose, according to his plan. Okay? So if you want to be in prayer agreement with me, all you have to be in agreement with is that will be done, excuse me, that will be done, Lord Jesus, on earth as it is in heaven. I say I'm going to do these things, but what I need to tell you is they're already in operation. I'll see you tomorrow on the Line. <laughs>
0: I'm Yeah. Mm-hmm.